0: It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton.
1: All right. Uh, a good Saturday morning to everybody. We're very excited here at GetStuckOnSports.com as we bring you the Tri-County Equipment uh, Get Stuck on Sports podcast recapping uh, the first uh, night of the uh, high school football uh, season, which took place uh, last night. Uh, I want to start with a real quick apology. Well, we had uh, a few issues uh, at Memorial Stadium. They actually weren't our fault, um, but whatever. We fixed it at halftime and had a great uh, second half from there. And I just want to thank everybody who listened last night because we Unbelievable had a ton of support. to both of our games.
2: Unbelievable support. Dennis is right. You know, we can do whatever we want to do. We can have fun talking about this. But if you guys don't come in and support us, it, it, it's really all for not. We won't be around for long. And the response we got the first week of real shows, how we just continue to grow, the fact that you guys are passing this along to your friends, you're passing it along to your family, And what we thought when we came up with this idea that there is that passion for sports in this area and it's growing, it's great to see. But no, Dennis, we had a great night of games. Uh, You saw Port here on high. They looked like what we thought they were going to look like. I had Marine City, had an upset in the area, had a few uh, surprising scores. So it's going to be a fun podcast. Um, But yeah, let's... Let's get these people what they want to hear. Let's talk about some scores once we, uh, you know, pay the bills.
1: All right, uh, and we'll do that. We'll uh, come back. We'll have highlights, comments from uh, the uh, Coach Letson, from the uh, Marine City uh, game, and a whole lot more on the uh, Get to Stuck on Sports podcast here in just a moment. The Frells family calls their land greener pasture, and they maintain it with ease on their John Deere 1-Series tractor. The Frells family runs with us because this is more than just land. It's home. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1-Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. Stop in today to one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. The Port Huron Prowlers are hoping to be back in action this December. Season ticket holders from the 2019-2020 season will receive a credit towards this year's season ticket package. More information about season tickets will be available when the schedule is released. You won't want to miss any of the high-intensity, fast-paced action this winter. Joe Pace and the rest of his crew can't wait to bring another cup home to Port Huron. The Port Huron Prowlers are a proud supporter of local high school athletics and GetStuckOnSports.com.
3: Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, and electrical tools, providing utility and contract based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that include abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals, and lubricants. It additionally provides conduits, contract hardware, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, tapes, and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell, located at 2975, Pier Road, Port Huron or call them at 800-250-7520.
1: for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty. Small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul.
0: Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: And it was all Port in High's game last night at Memorial Stadium. The Big Reds uh, opened the season, Brady, by absolutely smoking, Frazier. 51-12. Seven different big reds scored their eight touchdowns. And I think I said during the broadcast, that's hard to do, even if you're trying yeah. to do it. And you know what? They
2: were as they were as good as we thought they were gonna be in their debut. Expectations are just gonna grow with this port here on high team. They're a team that, you know, one is I think less affected from Corona and all the obstacles because they are an older team because they have experience. And these, a lot of these kids have been on varsity since they were sophomores. So they understand the program inside and out and they're just good. (laughs) They just have like, we were going over every back they have and they're just loaded. So yeah, they're going to have some expectations and they're just going to keep growing. Um, And I think they're mature enough that they can handle it once the expectations start growing, once they realize they have a target on their back because I really don't know who on their schedule is going to give them that big of a fight. And I know a lot of Huskies right now are yelling at me, (laughs) but I want to see it before uh, I
1: stand down from the big reds all right uh lots of uh, highlights here let's get right to it they fake to finney coming around price looking to throw finney's wide open at the 10 finney to the five stays on his feet gets into the end zone touchdown big reds niger finney on a 16 yard hookup from dv price and the big reds score the first points of the 2020 season First and goal to go for the Big Reds, or or, excuse me, second and goal to go for the Big Reds from the one. Collier the back again. Price continues to work out of the uh, shotgun. Collier will get another carry. This will be easy. He'll bang his way into the end zone for a Big Red touchdown. Collier makes it 13-0 Port Huron High. Here in the first quarter, he has five carries for 39 yards, and you can add a touchdown to the resume. But now it's first and goal to go Big Reds. They'll bring another back uh, into the ballgame here. Jacob Wilson. Price is going to keep, though, running to the left. Dives at the goal line, and he's in for a Big Red touchdown. D.V. Price picks up the score this time on a five-yard run, and the Big Reds are rolling right now. They've got a 19-0 lead with still 5.48 to play here in the first quarter. Bryce out of the gun. They're gonna run on second and long. And there's a big hole here. And bouncing outside is Mose, and he's got blockers in front of him. To the 10, to the five. You can forget about it. Into the end zone for a touchdown for the big reds. A 46-yard touchdown run by Gabe Mose. And Port Here and High is pouring it on here in the opening quarter of the opening game of the season. Third down and a yard from the two-yard line. Wilson again, the only back. They do have two receivers off to the right, but they're going to give to Wilson straight ahead, and he's got an easy Big Red touchdown. A three-yard run by Jacob Wilson, and the Big Reds continue to add to their lead. They're now up by a score of 31 to nothing. Price working out of the shotgun. Bunch of three receivers to his right. He's looking to throw, he has to roll out, he has to throw on the run to the back of the end zone. Ashford makes the catch, did he stay in bounds? He did for a big red touchdown. 14 yards to Jaden Ashford. They've tried him a couple of times uh, here in the uh, second quarter and they finally got it into his hands that time. Second TD pass of the game for Price. And the sixth different Big Red to score here in the first half is Jaden Ashford a quick third quarter. Of course, it started in running time and then went back to uh, a regular clock when the Ramblers got their touchdown. Bailon is the back. Holler working out of the shotgun from the six. It's a low snap. He'll just pick it up and run with it. Bounces outside to the left. Has a seam and walks it into the end zone for a big red touchdown. A six-yard run by Amari Holler and he becomes the seventh big red to score a touchdown in this game. Mose, again, slot to the left of the quarterback. This time Haller on the fake will keep, and he'll bounce it outside. 15 to the 10, to the 5, slips a tackle, and into the end zone for a big red touchdown. Second score of the game for Amari Haller as he goes in from 20 yards out this time. 513 to go, and the Big Reds have hit 50 points here tonight at the stadium. And uh, they uh, ended up with 51. Listen to these numbers, folks. Big Reds, 406 yards rushing of their 456 (laughs) total yards of offense. DV Price played one half, kids. Ten carries, 98 yards, and a touchdown Four out of nine, passing for 50 yards with two touchdowns. Amari Haller played the second half. Freshman, by the way. Eight carries, 84 yards, two touchdowns. Gabe Mose, four carries, 60 yards and a touchdown. Niger Finney, four carries, 63 yards, and he had a 16-yard touchdown reception. Caleb Collier played the first quarter. Five carries, 39 yards, and a touchdown. Ethan Balon, 10 carries, 42 yards. Jacob Wilson, five carries, 20 yards, and a touchdown for the Big Reds. They are loaded, and we haven't even mentioned their starting defense uh, just dominated Frazier in the first half, held Frazier to 24 yards, four (laughs) yards rushing, and they only got positive yards because on the last play of the first half, they ran like a draw play for nine yards, and it gave them their four yards uh, rushing. Sherrard Beatty had two touchdowns for Frazier, one on a 43-yard pass catch, the other on a 10-yard run. He was the only thing worth mentioning for Frazier in this game. It was all about the big reds, and they dominated start to finish. And uh, I'm really happy um, that uh, everything that I said about them earlier in the week came to fruition, at least in this game. <laughs> yeah, you got to talk about them a lot tonight. No, I mean,
2: PH is really good. Fraser might not be the best team, but they probably could have put up eighty or ninety if they wanted to.
1: Well, they that's- keep the starters in. The, the yeah, they're, they're they're over seventy tonight. Uh, assuming that that's what they wanted to do. But uh, and you know Ryan Mullins very well. He's a class guy. Uh, he knew that he was in control of this game early on and early on, he got a lot of people valuable playing. Time. Well, and that's big this year.
2: That's their, you have to remember, this is their first time playing against a different color Jersey. First time in a real live football situation. So the more people you can get to play and get comfortable when it comes down to crunch time, two, three, four, five weeks down the road, that's where it's going to be invaluable. But no big reds, big win. It's going to be uh Going to be a fun season out at Port here on High.
1: All right, uh, Brady was at the Marine City Fitzgerald game. Let's do the highlights first, and then we'll talk more about this one.
2: Same formation, trips left, and that includes Trey West. Spaulding to the right of Lewis. He's in the shotgun. Takes the snap. He's going to pass it, drops back, throws it over there. It is knocked down. That's number three, Anthony Rensel, And the Mariner defense stands strong here early. Four plays inside their own 10-yard line. They do not give up a single point. And here comes the Mariner offense. 9.06 to go in the first quarter. So it'll be second and one from the Warren Fitzgerald one-yard line. 6.14 to go in the first quarter. Mariner's looking to go up early. Heslop takes his time breaking the huddle in a bunch formation here. Renzel in 16, that's 26 there, into the end zone for the Mariners. That is Zachary Tetler for the score, first score for the Mariners in 2020. They are up six, nothing here, halfway through the first quarter. Heslop, the sophomore signal caller, will go under center. One man out wide, that is Wyatt Walker. Snap, hands it over to Watson. Watson has some room to run, he breaks the tackle, and he breaks free, he's gonna go untouched into the end zone the rest of the way. Darius Watson Jr. makes it 13-0 Marine City here in the second quarter. Heslop under center. Three backs behind him. He's going to fake the handoff to Watson. He's rolling out right. He's got two men wide open. Heslop's going to try to get to the corner himself, and he does into the end zone. Touchdown, Marine City. Jeff Heslop rolling out to the right. He said, I'll do it myself, and he makes it 20-0 Marine City in the third quarter. Hustling to the line of the Mariners. Heslop under center. They're gonna hand it off. There's are toss it there. There's Watson. Watson trying to get to the corner. He will. Oh, he runs over an defender into the end zone. Darius Watson says, "Give me six points." Wow, what a play from number 42. <laughs> Darius Watson imposes his will on the on the Fitzgerald defense. Oh my goodness. So now we have second and two, 13-yard line, hand up up the middle. That's Retzel. Retzel makes a move. He's at the five. He's into the end zone. Touchdown, Marine City. Anthony Retzel puts the nail in the coffin with 2.52 to go. 34-12, Marine City.
1: All right, Retzel finished with 110 yards on the ground, and that touchdown. Charles Tigard had 93 yards. Jeff Heslip. 89 yards and a score in uh, his uh, starting debut and Darius Watson 67 yards and a couple of touchdowns for Marine City Brady.
2: Yeah, just a few thoughts I had from the game one. Uh Jeff Heslop, he's a sophomore, it was his first start. You couldn't tell. Could not tell he was very poised. I think maybe one or two communication issues, but that happens to everyone. It was nothing out of the ordinary. Uh very mature sophomore uh You know, and they just had five, six different guys to hand the ball to. I mean, Charles Tiger, is a guy that, you know, he's going to be a weapon. They didn't need him tonight. He was still good, but he didn't go off like I think some people expected him to. Again, solid night, just didn't have an unbelievable one. Um, Other guys that were impressive, Anthony Retzel, both sides of the ball. A guy that didn't get mentioned in the highlights, but had a few good TFLs with Derek Schlotman. Uh, He had a few big TFLs early on. Marin City, uh, yeah, that first highlight you heard, they gave up a drive to start the game, got down to first and goal and had a goal line stand, four straight stops, then went back down, marched 96 yards for their first score. And maybe the most impressive player of the night, from my perspective, number 42, Darius Watson. That second touchdown he had, he got to the goal line, and he obliterated that defender. Like, he knocked him down and walked right in, I mean, you can hear the whole booth just basically go, oh, my God, that, that was an unbelievable play. But, no, it's Marine City looks like a Mariner team of old. So, And I know I was able to talk to Coach Darren Letson after his first win. He was excited, kind of relieved, but you know what? He got his first win, so here's my uh, interview with Darren Letson after the game. <laughs> coach, first win as head coach of Marine City. I just feel a little relieved after such a wacky start. To just get number one out of the way.
0: Yeah, it, it always feels good. It's, it's it's not so much about the about the win. Um, you know, I, I just feel very confident in our program, uh, the way the program was left, and the way the program's been set up. Uh, the staff we have, the kids we have, the community we have, and and the support from the administration we have. That the the, win, the wins are going to be there. Um, you know, the, it's it's just a relief to to you know when you're successful more or less for the for the program uh, it's, it's never been about me it's 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 never going to be about me it's always to me about the uh, the program and my appreciation for what teams of the past and coaches of the past have have, have done so
2: you know you you have a young team you, you have to replace a lot of talent but you got a lot of mature poised kids I thought Jeff Heslop looked very calm out there and some of the other guys that have stepped up into bigger roles it looked like they've been doing it their whole life
0: I thought Jeff did a great job uh, for his first start um, he handled himself really well um, you know obviously offensively when we had to we relied on Chuck Anthony and Darius there um, to, to help us get us through and, and, and make plays when we needed um, Zach Tetler and Anthony Rufino and, and Wyatt Walker and, and Nolan some of these kids uh, uh, they're, they''re they're underclassmen some have played a little more football than others but right. yet, they may not have played as much offense, and, and they're going to be fine. They they just need more reps. They need more game time. Uh, thankfully for that, I guess you could say we're now part of Thursday Night Lights. So we'll we'll get that real quick next week, and uh, you'll see good growth. We'll get there. We'll get there.
2: All right. Uh, anything you want to add? What are you looking to grow with next week? Because I mean, like I said, it's a weird start. I thought yeah. Warren, both you and Warren Fitzgerald, kind of had to make it a little simpler. Yeah. But I, th- yep. but I was, it didn't look like you had a short uh, time to prepare.
0: No, I you know I I credit Warren Fitz. They're gonna have people all types of problems with their with their speed and skill. Um, and really, when you think about it, yeah, there was a couple turnovers, um, uh, but there weren't a lot of penalties. No, you no. Know? So when you don't have a lot of penalties, you have a pretty clean game. And when you have a pretty clean game, that's really a credit to, the, to right. the kids on both teams and the staffs on both teams just to be able to to, to to put that together like that.
2: And the penalties weren't really mental mistakes either. They were pass interference, a yeah. block in the back, just like one or two false yep. starts or offsides. No, they,
0: they, they were aggressive penalties. Uh, I thought the play was aggressive. Um, and, and as things go, I think both teams are going to get better. and. Uh, mm-hmm. And obviously, in this situation, that's the ultimate goal of that. Uh,
2: One more before I forget. Your defense had two great goal line stands. The first first drive of the game, first drive of the year, four uh, tries inside the 10, you don't let them score. And then that effort play to stop uh, their quarterback at the one, basically the one-inch line going into the half to keep it 14-0. That's just got to be a credit to the way your kids swarm around.
0: It's a credit to the kids uh, that they never quit on a play. And it's a credit to Dave Frank, Coach Osterling, Coach uh, Coach Sheel, uh, coach Garcelli and, and everything they do on the, uh, the the defensive side of the ball there to uh, to, to, to to be able to do that. So um, we look forward to next week. We look th- to the challenge of going down to play Clintondale, and uh, and we'll do everything we can to come out on the right side again. Beautiful. Thanks, Coach. All
1: right. There's Coach uh, Letson. Um, he he sounded relaxed there, uh, Brady. Very he sounded relaxed. like a coach who just won thirty five twelve in his opener. He did. And no, that we talked about that defense at the end of that interview.
2: That's one thing like you, you can kind of coach, but the effort that that Marine City defense gives is, is fun to watch. Um, Fitzgerald tried to get some stuff going. They really, they really couldn't because it seemed like as soon as one guy was hit, there was four, five, six different black shirts getting to that ball. And at the end of the half, um, if you weren't listening, basically Fitzgerald got the ball in their own territory with like 30 seconds left. They threw a screen pass to Trey West, number 11 for Fitzgerald. Unbelievably athletic kid. He was making moves. He was going down the field. He would have scored against a lot of teams, but the hustle from that secondary allowed them to force another player to, and then the last play of the half, Thomas Walker, their quarterback, got um, got knocked down at the one-yard line. It was It was great to see. As a defensive guy myself, it was fun to see that Mariner defense swarm, and they're going to give teams fits the rest of the year.
1: All right. Uh, Marysville went down to Hazel Park, and uh, they uh, beat the Vikings. The Vikings beat the Vikings, 39-26. to uh, 26. Marysville's DeMarco Singleton had 132 yards uh, rushing. LaMarcus Lee had 77 yards rushing. Go back. If you don't trust me, go back and listen to the past podcast. Two <laughs> kids that I said could be good for Marysville, and they came through for me. Zach Meyer, two rushing touchdowns, and he threw a 38-yard touchdown pass to uh, Larry Smayfield. Go back and check the previous podcast. I said every time Larry Smayfield catches a ball, it's a touchdown. Stucky knows what he's talking about, even though Beaton says, I don't.
2: And you beat me in the picks this week, so I can't even say anything. <laughs> so, um, but no, it was nice to see Marysville get a win. Uh, they went down. I think they were up bigger than 39-26. I think they gave up some late touchdowns. So Marysville's um, 1-0, and they have Madison next week. So I'll be at that game. Should be a fun game to really really get an idea of what the Max Silver is going to be like next week. Um Hazel Park in two weeks. I'll have them against Marine City. I expect Marine City to be much improved, even though they were ve- very solid this week.
1: People, East Point is—I is, know every everybody thinks of for years they were terrible. So everybody just says, "Oh, East Point—they're a pushover." East Point's a good football team they have right athletes. now, uh, and uh, it's a tough game down at their place. And Saint Clair's had a lot of turnovers. Saints had a rough start. They lose forty-two to nothing to the Shamrocks. Yeah. Um. I mean, we both picked.
2: East Point to win that game. I don't think either of us thought this was going to happen. Uh, again, you have a, like unprecedented levels of turnover where basically you don't have very many seniors. You lost a lot of your starters from a year ago. Again, coaches will say that's no excuses, but that's that's a tough way to start a 42 nothing loss. Hopefully they can bounce back next week, but... Yeah, that's a rough start. And maybe, who knows, East Point could be really good. They get athletes down there. Their basketball team from a year ago is dominant. So if those kids are playing football, they're going to be tough to tackle.
1: Yeah. And one other uh, McComb area conference score I want to mention uh, Anchor Bay uh, gets a great start as uh, the Tars whip Utica Ford 40 to nothing in their opener. Yeah. Good to
2: see Anchor Bay get a big win. Yeah. Um, you know, another program that doesn't have historic sustained success. So, maybe the 2020 would be a good year for Anchor Bay. But, no, when, on the other side of this break we got coming up, we got some fun games to talk about. So, And, like you said, the B-Wacky held the up B-wacky, to its name.
1: Already a big upset uh, in uh, the uh, 2020 high school football uh, season. We'll be back to talk about that in just a moment as the uh, Tri-County uh, Equipment uh Get stuck on sport it's been a it's, it's been, been a, a long, long weekend day. already. Yeah. The Tri County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast continues in a moment. The Frells family calls their land greener pasture, and they maintain it with ease on their John Deere 1-Series tractor. The Frells family runs with us because this is more than just land. It's home. Nothing runs like a deer. Get a 1-Series tractor for just $99 per month at your John Deere dealer today. For additional cost information, please call toll-free 855-633-2315. Stop in today to one of Tri-County Equipment's 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com.
2: The Forty-Arm Prowlers are hoping to be back in action this December. Season ticket holders from the 2019-2020 season will receive a credit towards this year's season ticket package. More information about season tickets will be available when the schedule is released. You won't want to miss any of the high-intensity, fast-paced action this winter. Joe Pace and the rest of his crew cannot wait to bring another cup home to Port Huron. The Port Huron Prowlers are a proud supporter of local high school athletics and getstuckonsports.com.
3: Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, and electrical tools, providing utility and contract based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that include abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals, and lubricants. It additionally provides conduits, contract hardware, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, tapes, and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell, located at 2975, Pier Road, Port Huron, or call them at 800 250 7520.
1: For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you.
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your
1: schools, your sports. All right, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton uh, back with you. And uh, a lot of other action going on in uh, week one. Let's get to the Blue Water Area Conference, or the B-Wacky, as I like to call it, because uh, there always seems to be a game like this, Brady, where it looks like there's an obvious answer, and it was wrong. Yeah. No, Armada brings the jug home, upsets Richmond.
2: First game on their new turf, by the way, which might not make them feel any better, but does look very beautiful from the videos I saw. A game-winning field goal with uh, five seconds left. Armada, you know, we said it. This is what we said in our picks. We said they want to be talked about with Richmond. They want to be talked about with North Branch, Almont, those schools. This is the first step to doing that. They beat a team that they, they couldn't get this win in years past. Now you got to follow it up. Now you got to, you know, continue down that path. But beating Richmond in a rivalry game, that's a very good step week one.
1: Beating Richmond at Richmond uh, is also huge. 24-23, the Tigers pull off the big uh, upset uh, there. No problems for Elmont. Uh, they went to the finals last year. Uh, they win their 18th consecutive game against a BWAC opponent as they beat the uh, Muskrats from Elginac 33 to nothing in their opener. So, the offense is obviously still there as they put 33 points on the board, and the defense is obviously still there as they pitch a shutout.
2: Yeah, and next week they have to they have to play North Branch. Um, they they rolled Yale 56 nothing in the three games North Branch has played Yale since becoming a member of the BWAC. They've put up 56, 63, 56 points.
1: Yeah, they have two 56 to nothing shutouts sandwiched around a 63 like to 30, 38 yeah. game, something like that.
2: But Next week, Almont-North Branch, that's that's going to be a fun game. And then two weeks later, you know, Armada beats Richmond. They're probably a legit team, so that game against Almont should be interesting. Hopefully,
1: that might be a 3-0 and versus 3-0 and matchup there, maybe for the BWAC title. Crosslex, I, I think this uh, is an important start for the uh, Pioneers. They had a disappointing season uh, last year, and, and I know that the, they still want to be talked about as one of the big shooters in the uh, BWAC uh, interesting story Vincent uh, Scaramuzzino has been playing football for the past few years and this year he wasn't sure he was going to do it um, and uh, he actually didn't play the first half of this game because he was a late addition to the roster um, but in the second half 12 carries 127 yards two touchdowns and he leads the uh, pioneers to a uh, 30 uh, or excuse me a 52 to 12 victory over an Emily city team that we both think is improved
2: is improved so let me ask you this question I know it's week one and high school football it's hard to tell with turnover from year to year do you think this score is more indicative of Cross-Lex being one of the big boys this year and going to compete for a for a BWAC title, or do you think it's more MLA City regressed a little from
1: a year ago? Uh, I, I think it's a combination of two things. It's possible that MLA City is not as good as they were a year ago. That is a possibility. Uh, but I think Crosslex came out and wanted to make a statement in their opening game. Uh, this was a, well, a one-point game last year. 14-13. Uh, 13, 13 uh, and, and this time around Crosslex said there's not going to be a nail biter Um, nobody's going to have to uh, worry or fret on our side um, because we're going to come out and we're going to show you that uh, this is pioneer football is back full force and this is not a four and five football team this year and I'd like to give congratulations Mike Legro
2: coaching debut for Croswell Lexington got a win that's two coaches in the area making their very first uh, coaching debut and both getting wins
1: Uh, outstanding in the GTC East. We called this already in week one, the championship uh, game and uh, Harbor beach ekes out a 16, 14 win over Ubley. I knew that this was going to be a good game. I knew that this was going to be a close game toss up. Either team could win. I liked Harbor beach simply because they were the home team this time around. Uh, And uh, they get a, a big win. Brady, um, and and like i say uh, and i know like sandusky will wanna say that they're a part of this but it's usually one or the other in the last uh what is it uh, the last 12 years the, these guys have won like uh 11 championships or something like that it was that. like i
2: think in the last like 16 it was 8 harbor beach 6 sandusky or Two, six two ugly, Sandusky, six yeah. Ubbly, yeah.
1: So I mean, it it's usually comes down to Harbor Beach, ugly. Um It's a shame they had to play it the first game of the season instead of the last game of the season. But now Harbor Beach is in the driver's seat. Everybody else is looking up at them, and they're the team that if somebody else wants the, the title, they're going to have to. It's going to go through the beach, and they're right. going to have to beat the Pirates. Well.
2: Sandusky's going to get a chance to say something about that real soon. They play them next week. So that's a tough start for Harbor Beach, going Ubley and Sandusky back-to-back. Sandusky with a 36-6 to win over Bad Axe. Um, I was expecting more of a game out of that, but sets up a heck of a matchup next week. And if Harbor Beach wins that game, they're all but crowned the GTC East champions.
1: Yeah, cause, no, no offense uh, to uh, anybody else in that league, but I just don't think that uh, they stack up. Uh, against uh, Harbor Beach, uh, the, this is this is a statement win for uh, them. Marlette beat Brown City 39 to uh, 24, uh, so a nice start for the uh, the Raiders going into that one. I thought the, that that was a touchdown game, and Marlette ends up winning by 15.
2: Yeah, Marlette had control of this game. Mm, excuse me, early I was choking on nothing there. <laughs> um, Marlette, no, they had control. Oh, of that I know game what you're early. choking on. Oh, I'm we'll not. get to
1: that in a second.
2: Mar- <laughs> Don't take away from the Raiders win. That, that, that's something called pride that he's choking. Marlette on. was up early in that game. I hate you. <laughs> um you. Was up big in that game. Brown City kind of came back to make the score a little more respectable. Yeah, game we thought was going to be close. Again, maybe another team that can surprise us this year, like Armada, Marlette coming in, big win over Brown City week one. They uh, they have Alcona next week. They have to travel there, and then they have a game against Memphis. So they won't have the a real true litmus test until they go to
1: Harbor or they host Harbor Beach on October sixteenth. All right, an eight man score for you, uh, Merrill. Roughed up uh, Peck by a final score of uh, forty to uh, nothing. Do we have to do this next part now? Uh, hey. You 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 can you can run and hide, or you can be a man yeah anyway so um Brandon Folsom was our
2: guest picker this week he went seven and three uh he had Ubley beating Harbor Beach that didn't happen all three of us had Richmond beating Armada the upset happened 24-23 that's why it's called the B-Wacky he also had St. Clair beating East Point that did not happen I also went seven and three tying Mr. Folsom over there. I had bad axe beating Sandusky. Hatchets let me down there. I had M.L.A. City making a statement in their first game. They did not. And of course Richmond and um, Dennis went nine and one and only missed the Richmond game.
1: What was that? You heard me. Dennis, yeah, went- I, I don't know that uh, that everybody uh, else. Dennis did.
2: went nine and one and only missed the Richmond game, which came down to a last-second field goal.
1: Thank you very much. I was five seconds away from a. Perfect week one. That's it's hard in week one to be perfect, and I almost did it. Does your shoulder hurt? Nope. Oh, Okay.
2: <laughs> Patting yourself on do, the back do, a lot. Doing quite well. Yeah. Doing don't worry. Quite well, it's it's not a long season; it's a short one. But I'm sure. So
1: uh, I have a two-game lead already, though. I, I mean, have a two-game lead already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now well, we'll see. You with him. Week two might bring better luck to you. Yeah, hopefully.
2: So so I can sit here and be. Be the prideful one next week, and I can be the one going. Oh, Dennis, tell me the score. Oh, oh, what was the pick? Result? He's so
1: competitive. This, this is the thing that you are going to learn about Brady Beaton. He's just so competitive, and the other part about it is he hates when us old guys are right. It's not old guys. It's anyone not me. <laughs>
2: It doesn't have to be an old guy. They can they can be 60, they can be 16. If I think I'm right and then the and then I'm not, I get a little hurt about it, especially when I talk trash. It's called humility. It's called humility.
1: I'm going to give you a book that I have that's a really good book. Cool. I'll have a bonfire that night too. I'm sure you will, but it's about humility. Oh, okay. <laughs> um <laughs> anyway yeah
2: next week um so I can change the subject next week I'll be at Walt Braun Viking Stadium the Madison Heights Madison Eagles come in to take on the Marysville Vikings who got a week one win Dennis you'll stay at Memorial Stadium but you'll have a different team and you'll have their first game for Port here on Northern as they host Sterling Heights
1: yeah th- this will be uh, interesting because uh we'll see how the uh, extra layoff affects the, the Huskies, both not not just uh, from the, the physical standpoint, but from the mental standpoint, because it's been start, stop, start, stop. And they
2: haven't gotten to practice this past week. Their practices were postponed, starting again on Monday. So, yeah, they're going to have fresh legs, but they might have sluggish legs. it's I mean, I'm trusting Larry Rollins will have the team ready to go, but it's going to be a very interesting matchup next week. Hopefully, the uh, Huskies can get off to a win. Again, this is why the MHSA goes, everyone's in. We're not deciding what to do. Come the last week, everyone's in, and then we'll figure it out from there.
1: Yeah, and I think if you're port here on Northern, uh, the approach might be, let's just get better every single week uh, so that by for them, their week six, which is the first round of the uh, playoffs, they're where they want to be. Uh, as a football uh, team. so um, I'm sure they'd want to be pretty ready to go by week four so they can
2: win that Crosstown showdown against yeah, the Big Reds.
1: But but you know what? To, to me this year, that's less important to me as to how you're playing uh, at the end. And, and obviously, yeah, th- they want to win that game. That That's a big, bigger rivalry than you and me. Uh, so th- they want to win that game, uh, obviously. But I, I think Northern will come out, and I think they'll be all right in their first uh, game. Uh, and they'll be ready. Uh, I think Sterling Heights um, is, you know, not a, an awful team, but they've had some struggles in, in the recent years, uh, and I think this might be a good draw for Northern to have as uh, their, their first game. I'm sure they would have loved to have been able to, to play Lakeshore on Friday night and, and have a game under their belt. But uh, I think the Huskies will be ready to go next Friday night.
2: Well, yeah, Sterling Heights, they did lose their opening game to Lance Cruz uh, this, according to the D-Zone, thirty-one sixteen. So an 0-1 team going against an 0-0 team. Who knows? And then with the playoffs, we might have year two of two crosstown showdowns, one in the regular season, one in the postseason.
1: And uh, I wouldn't be opposed to to that because uh, those two games last year were absolutely fantastic with uh, Northern eking out a win uh, in the regular season and then the Big Reds getting revenge, eking out a win in the playoffs. And both those games went down basically to the final minute.
2: And just one quick note, we did have a game, uh, Madison Heights-Madison, they play Marysville next week. Just a note, they lost also, according to the D-Zone, 22-6 to the Clintondale Dragons. Clintondale will be hosting Marine City on Thursday night this upcoming week.
1: Uh, and uh, don't forget that that Madison team opened the season 0-4 last year uh, and then uh, made the playoffs. Finished like <laughs> 7 or 8-5 and five or something. Almost won a regional title. They've got a lot of talent. Uh, They're kind of young, too, but but they're young with a lot of uh, talent at uh, Madison. So uh, a good week one. Again, real quick, let me just uh, run it down for you. Big Reds over Frazier. 51-12. Marine City beats Fitzgerald, 35-12. Marysville, a win over Hazel Park, 39-26. St. Clair takes it on the chin at East Point, 42-0. Anchor Bay, 40-0 over Utica Ford. Armada upsetting Richmond, 24-23. Elmont rolls, 33-0 over Elginac. Crosslex rolls, 52-12 over Imlay City. North Branch rolls, 56-0 over Yale. Harbor Beach, uh, Ekes out the 16-14 win over Ubley, Sandusky 36, Bad 6, Marlette 39, Brown City 24, and in eight-man football, Peck falls to Merrill by a score of 40 to nothing. Anything to add before we say goodbye? No, again, thank you for the support.
2: The numbers we're getting back are outstanding. Keep passing it on to your friends. Anyone, pass it on to Grandma, whoever wants to listen to to whoever play. We're trying to cover everyone, give the kids the coverage they deserve. Um, but, no, we're having a lot of fun. I know it's been stressful, Dennis, but it's, it's also been a lot of fun.
1: All right. Uh, Tuesday, we're back with another podcast uh, with the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast with uh, Brady Beaton and myself, Dennis Stuckey, and that'll be the next time we talk to you.